0: 33. So as to exhaust or fatigue, everything that can invigorate should be adopted, everything that exhausts should be shunned. To fulfill the second indication, to restore healthy nutrition, requires not only a proper diet, both as regards quantity and quality, but demands that the integrity of the organs concerned in the process of digestion and assimilation shall be maintained at the highest standard of perfection possible. That the diet be sufficient in quantity should be obvious to all. It is also necessary that it be nutritious, and that it should contain carbonaceous elements. Food of a starchy or saccharine character is apt to increase acidity, and interfere with the assimilation of other elements. Therefore, articles, rich in fatty matters, should enter largely into the diet. The articles of food best adapted to the consumptive invalid are milk, rich cream, eggs, bread made from unbolted wheat flour, and raised with yeast, cracked wheat, oatmeal, good butter, beef. Game and fowls. These contain the necessary elements for assimilation. Oily food is of great importance, and the beef eaten should contain a good proportion of fat. Plenty of salt should always be eaten with the food, and a desire for it is often experienced. Overeating should be avoided, lest the stomach be induced to rebel against articles of diet rich in important elements. Derangement of the process of nutrition requires careful attention, and, if necessary, correction. For this purpose. Nothing can excel drive Pierce's golden medical discovery. It increases the appetite, favors the nutritive transformation of the food, enriches the blood, and thus retards the deposition of tubercular matter. It is so combined that, while it meets all these indications, it relieves or prevents the development of those distressing symptoms so common in this disease. The golden medical discovery is adapted to fulfill the third indication in the management of this disease which is to check the abnormal breaking down and waste of tissues, which constitute such a prominent feature in this malady. The antiseptic properties of the discovery are unmistakably manifested in preventing such abnormal decomposition. The emaciation, excessive expectoration, profuse perspiration, diarrhea, and hectic fever, common to consumption, are all due to a too rapid disintegration and waste of the tissues. It is in this condition of the system that this medicine, by its powerful antiseptic properties, manifests its most wonderful curative ability, when, as in this disease, the vital forces of the system have, in a degree, lost their restraining influence over the processes of disintegration, waste, and decay, which goes on so rapidly that nutrition cannot compensate for the loss to the system, then it is that the golden medical discovery, by its antiseptic influence, checks this rapid waste of the tissues, And thus arrests the disease. To the lack of employment of such a remedy in the treatment of consumption, the unparalleled fatality of the disease is largely due in their anxiety to improve digestion and nutrition and thus build up the tissues. Physicians often lose sight of the no less important indication of restraining the destructive waste going on in the system, which overbalances the supplies furnished by absorption. The gradually increasing emaciation and loss of strength render perpetuity of the organism impossible. The fulfillment of the fourth indication, to relieve local symptoms, and the complications with other diseases, is often attended with no little difficulty. The cough is a secondary symptom, arising from the irritation caused by the tubercular deposits. Medicated inhalations may give temporary relief, but cannot cure it. They strike at the branches of the disease, while the root is left to flourish and develop new branches. Expectorants have been employed to a great extent, and the theories which have been advanced in favor of their use, are sometimes very ingenious that they modify the cough. We do not attempt to deny, but it is usually at a great expense, for they derange the stomach and interfere with digestion and assimilation. Improvement of the general health is always attended with amelioration of the cough. If the patient did not cough at all, the lungs would soon fill up with broken down tissue, and death from suffocation would result irritation of the nerves supplying the lungs sometimes occurs, and causes the patient to cough immoderately, when it is not necessary for the purpose of expectoration, this condition is readily controlled by Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery, which exerts a decidedly quieting and tonic influence upon the pneumogastric nerve, which, with its ramifications, is the one involved, an infusion of the common red clover, in tablespoonful doses, will also be found a valuable adjunct in overcoming this condition. homoptysis Hemorrhage from the lungs is generally sudden and unexpected in its attack, though sometimes preceded by difficulty of breathing, and a salty taste in the mouth, although it very rarely destroys life. It often occasions alarm. Common table salt, given in one-fourth to a one-half teaspoonful doses, repeated every 10 or 15 minutes, is generally sufficient to control it. Ligature is applied to the thighs and arms, sufficiently tight to arrest the circulation of blood in the veins, but not tight enough to impede it in the arteries. Is a full proceeding. Bergot, in teaspoonful doses of the fluid extract, gumamiles, and gallic acid, all are valuable for this purpose. Night sweats can only be regarded as a symptom of weakness, and are to be remedied by an improvement of the general health. Bathing in salt water is sometimes attended with good results. The practice of giving acids for this symptom can only be regarded as irrational. It may arrest the sweating, but it will do harm in other ways. The Ladonna, given at that time, is an effectual remedy. Frequency of the pulse is generally a prominent symptom in this disease. It sometimes points to a condition of sufficient importance to require a remedy. Although the golden medical discovery is combined to meet this condition, its value may be greatly enhanced by adding one half to a one teaspoonful. According to the urgency of the case and the frequency of the pulse of the fluid extract of veratrum viride to each bottle. The benefit of this, when persisted in will be apparent in the amelioration of all the symptoms, and in the general improvement. This fluid extract can be had at any drug store. Diarrhea is sometimes a troublesome symptom, and particularly so in the latter stages of the disease. It is generally due to acidity of the alimentary canal, to which the treatment must be directed great care should be taken in the selection of the diet to improve the quality and avoid everything which disagrees with the patient improve digestion by every possible means carbonate of soda and rhubarb in the form of a syrup are sometimes excellent the compound extract of smart weed in small doses will generally diminish the frequency of the discharges derangement of the liver is often a complication requiring attention and the timely relief of which goes very far in ameliorating the general condition of the patient. The golden medical discovery is generally sufficient to relieve this complication. Its influence, however, may be considerably increased in this direction by the use of drive pierces pleasant pellets. According to the directions which accompany them, they should only be taken in the smallest doses. One or two pellets every day. Just enough to produce a natural movement of the bowels each day. Uterine derangements. In the female, derangement of the menstrual function is generally an early complication of consumption, if indeed it does not occur at the outset, it deserves early attention, and, in addition to the remedies already advised, Dr. Pierce's favorite prescription is so compounded as to meet the requirements of this condition, and at the same time exert a favorable influence upon the constitutional disease. The numerous reports of cures of well-developed cases of consumption to be found in the back portion of this little treatise must be sufficient, it seems to us, to convince the most skeptical of the wonderful power which drive Pierce's golden medical discovery exercises over this terribly fatal malady. As will be noted, many of the cases there reported had long been unsuccessfully treated with cob liver oil emulsion and all the other usual remedies employed by the profession and were fast running down golden medical discovery aroused the stomach and liver and started all the nutritive functions into action whereby digestion and nutrition were promoted and both the strength and flesh steadily built up the reader will bear in mind that most of the cases herein after reported were pronounced consumption by their attending physicians as well as by us it cannot be said therefore that we exaggerate the malady and that the cases were merely bad lingering coughs, thousands whose maladies have been pronounced genuine tubercular pulmonary consumption. Physis pulmonales by eminent physicians have been perfectly and permanently cured by the use of Drive Pierce's golden medical discovery. It can, therefore, no longer be doubted that this wonderful compound is far superior as a remedy for consumption to cob liver oil, compound hypophosphites, and the many other agents so highly extolled and so generally prescribed for this fatal malady by even the more progressive and advanced of the medical profession of our day. Read the letters received from grateful patients who have been cured and note how many commend the use of golden medical discovery, as a last resort, after their home physicians had exhausted all their skill and resources in vain. Chronic bronchitis. This is a subacute or chronic form of inflammation of the mucous membrane of the bronchial tubes, of a very persistent character and variable intensity. There are few diseases which manifest a greater variety of modifications than this. Symptoms. The symptoms of this disease vary greatly with its violence and progress. Cough is always present, and is very often the first symptom to attract the patient's attention. It is usually increased by every slight cold, and with each fresh accession becomes more and more severe, and is arrested with greater difficulty. The cough is always persistent, sometimes short and hacking, at other times deep, prolonged and harsh. Sometimes it is spasmodic and irritating and particularly so when it is associated with affections of the larynx, or with asthma, involving irritation of the branches or the filaments of the pneumogastric nerve. When the chronic follows the acute form of the disease, or follows inflammation of the lungs, the expectoration may be profuse from the first, and of a yellowish color and tenacious character. When the disease arises from other causes, the expectoration is generally slight at first and the cough dry or hacking. This may continue some time before much expectoration occurs. The expectorated matter is at first whitish, opaque, and tenacious, mixed sometimes with a frothy mucus, requiring considerable coughing to loosen it and throw it off. As the disease progresses, it becomes thicker, more sticky, of a yellowish or greenish color, mixed with pus, and sometimes streaked with blood. In the latter stages, it becomes profuse and fetid, and severe hemorrhage may occur. Sometimes the cough and expectoration disappear when the weather becomes warm. To appear again with the return of winter, which has gained for it the appellation of winter cough, the sufferers feel as if something was bound tightly round them, rendering inhalation difficult. Soreness throughout the chest is often a persistent symptom, especially when the cough is dry and hard. Behind the breastbone there is experienced a sense of an easiness, in some cases amounting to pain. More or less severe. As the disease progresses, the loss of strength is more and more marked. The patient can no longer follow his usual employment. His spirits are depressed, and he gradually sinks. Or tubercular matter is deposited in the lungs, and consumption is developed. Treatment. Thorough attention to hygiene. With the avoidance of the causes concerned in the production and perpetuation of the disease, is necessary. The patient must be protected from the vicissitudes of the weather by plenty of clothing. Flannel should be worn next to the skin, with a pad of flannel or buckskin over the chest, and the feet should be kept warm and dry. Exercise in the open air is essential. When the weather is so cold as to excite coughing, something should be worn over the mouth, as a thin cloth, handkerchief, muffler, or anything which will modify the temperature of the atmosphere before it comes into contact with the mucus lining of the lungs. Good ventilation of sleeping rooms is all important, not that the air should be cold. But that it should be as pure as possible. The diet must be nutritious, cabonaceous, and of sufficient quantity. Beef, milk, rich cream, plenty of good butter, eggs, fish, wheat bread from unbolted flour. Supply the appropriate elementary substances for perfect nutrition and the maintenance of animal heat. To overcome the modified form of inflammation in the bronchial tubes, all sources of irritation should be avoided, as the inhalation of dust or excessively cold air. It is in the cure of severe and obstinate cases of this disease that drive Pierce's golden medical discovery has achieved unparalleled success, and won the highest praise from those who have used it. Its value will generally be enhanced in treating this complaint by adding one half a teaspoonful of the fluid extract of Veratrum viride to each bottle. This can be added by any respectable druggist, especially should it be thus modified if the pulse be accelerated so as to beat 90 or 100 times in a minute. The golden medical discovery should be taken in teaspoonful doses, repeated every two hours. When the cough is dry and hard, with no expectoration, it arises from irritation of some of the branches of the pneumogastric nerve, which this remedy will relieve. It may, however, be aided by inhaling the hot vapor of vinegar and water, or vapor from a decoction of hops, to which vinegar has been added. The use of Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery should be persisted in taking it in frequent doses, every two or three hours, and keeping up its use until the disease yields and is perfectly stamped out. Do not expect a formidable disease of perhaps weeks or months duration to be speedily cured. Chronic diseases are generally slow in their inception and development and can only be cured by gradual stages. Perseverance in treatment is required. Many invalids do not possess the strength of purpose the willpower to continue the use of the golden medical discovery long enough to receive its full benefits. It is worse than useless for such to commence its use. For without persistency it cannot be expected to cure such obstinate maladies as chronic bronchitis. asthma, <laughs> phdhisic. One of the most distressing ailments with which the human family is afflicted is asthma. Its symptoms are not to be mistaken. Suddenly and without apparent provocation the patient experiences the greatest difficulty in breathing, when warning is given, there is usually a sense of fullness in the stomach, flatulence, languor, and general nervous irritability, the countenance is a picture of anxiety and horror, the difficulty of breathing increases and the struggle for air commences, windows and doors are thrown open, fans used, and, utterly regardless of consequences, the sufferer passes the whole night in exposure and torture even though the temperature be below zero, fearing suffocation, the patient dare not lie down, he rushes to the window for air, rests his head upon a table or chair, or upon his hands, with the elbows upon the knees, jumps up suddenly and gasps and struggles for air, the eyes are prominent and the veins of the forehead distended with blood, sometimes the bowels are relaxed, the urine is colorless and is passate in copious quantities, this symptom indicates great excitement of the nervous system the voice is hoarse, articulation difficult, breathing limited, noisy and wheezy, the wheezing is pathognomonic of the disease, it can only be confounded with croup, and then only in the young, in croup there is pain and difficulty in swallowing, fever and cough, which are usually absent in asthma, a severe paroxysm of asthma is very distressing to a witness, and one unused to it might well suppose the sufferer to be in his last agonies, no definite limit can be assigned to the duration of the attack or of the disease. It may last but a few minutes, may endure for hours, or with slight remission continue for days. The condition of the patient may be for years as changeable as the plonings of the weather vane. In fact, the atmosphere has much to do with the disease, with every approaching storm, with every cloud of dust, even the dust from sweeping a room, with every foul odor, and, in some more sensitive organizations with even the perfume of flowers, a paroxysm is provoked, truly he is a, child of circumstances, a veritable football upon the toes of every atmospheric disturbance, and paralleled success, persons affected with tizic are numerous, with such an amount of suffering in our midst is it not a marvel, if not a disgrace, that the medical profession of today endorse the opinions of a half century ago and pronounce it incurable. Rather than make stupendous and laudable efforts to discover plans of medication that will result in certain and permanent cure, almost single-handed we undertook this field of investigation, and we take pleasure in reporting that our labors have been crowned with success. The large experience furnished us has led to the discovery of remedies for this distressing malady of more than ordinary efficacy. Through the agency of these means we have been enabled to cure hundreds, who had suffered in toll tortures for 12, 15 or 25 years, some whom we have been successful in curing had suffered from childhood to middle and even old age. The treatment of asthma, or tisic, still continues to be a prominent specialty at the Invalids Hotel and Surgical Institute. Nature of the disease. As to the exact pathological condition in this malady, opinions differ. Some physicians consider it a disease of the nervous system, others, of the blood, others, of the bronchial tubes while not if you believe it to be dependent upon some disease of the stomach, heart, liver, kidneys, or due to urinary affections, or female weakness. Respecting all these diseases of special organs, it is evident that any complication, and particularly one that is debilitating or causes irritation of the nervous system will increase its severity. This important fact we keep constantly in view in our treatment, and prescribe remedies to remove all complications. In heart disease there is often dyspnoia, or difficult breathing, but this is not of the nature of asthma, or tisic, the condition of the lungs is readily understood, there being an obstruction to the free passage of the blood through the heart, any excessive muscular exertion, or anything, in fact, which increases the action of the heart, is very apt to produce congestion of the lungs, and then the blood becomes surcharged with carbonic acid, which causes increased efforts to take more air into the lungs a nervous disease a sudden fright and favorable news grief loss of property etc circumstances which affect the mind and nervous system almost invariably throw the physical into a paroxysm nervines are demanded particularly if the case be a chronic one and we see that they are carefully and properly prepared and supplied and in such a form as to be exactly fitted to the temperament and constitution popular remedies used for self-treatment of asthma there are numerous remedies that may be used to relieve paroxysms of asthma. Among them we will notice a few that are most frequently employed by the profession. They can be easily and inexpensively prepared by any patient or druggist. 1. Equal parts of the tinctures of low capsicum and skunk cabbage root. Dose. Take a half teaspoonful in a little water every 10 or 15 minutes until relieved. Note. This is an antispasmodic and relaxant. In considerable quantities it will produce sickness at the stomach and perhaps vomiting. It should not be used when there is disease of the heart. 2. Chloroform. Dose. A small quantity say 30 drops. May be poured upon a handkerchief or napkin. Held about one inch from the nostrils and the vapor inhaled. It is quite unnecessary to use this until insensibility follows. In fact, such an effect would be hazardous to a life in the hands of the inexperienced. 3. Sulfuric ether. Dose. The same as number two, and with the same precaution, either of them should be used promptly upon the beginning of the paroxysm. Four. Take four ounces of stramonium leaves and strip from the stems, rubbing between the hands to partly pulverize. To this, add one ounce of salt Petra, finely powdered. Dose. Place a half teaspoonful upon a very hot shovel. Inhale the rising smoke. If the first few inspirations cause coughing, the smoke should not be evaded, as the coughing incites deeper inspiration. 5. Stramonium and salt petresin number 4. Dampen with water and make into balls or cones. These are more easily handled and are fired in the same way as the powder and used in the same way. 6. Take of sunflower leaves, stramonium leaves, mullen leaves, 1 ounce each, of lobelia leaves, half an ounce of powdered nitre, 1 ounce, and benzoic acid, 2 drams, mix thoroughly, dose, a pipe fill, to be smoked the same as tobacco. 7. A cup of hot coffee or several of hot water. This is especially effective in cases arising from checked perspiration, from rheumatism, etc. These recipes are given to the public as being the principal agents employed by the medical profession throughout the world. It must be distinctly understood that they are not curative but merely palliative, and used to relieve paroxysms. We object to them wholly and unqualifiedly because they contain narcotics. It is a fundamental principle in our treatment not to use this class of remedies. They stupefy the brain, debilitate the nervous system, and have, in not a few instances, formed an unfortunate appetite and habit, most difficult to overcome. We are of the opinion that one of the chief reasons why this malady has been considered incurable is the fact that physicians have almost universally relied upon narcotic drugs, with such medication a cure as the exception. A cure can only be effected under such circumstances when the powers of nature are sufficient to overcome both the narcotic and the disease, that they will relieve we do not deny, but they will never cure. It reminds us of an old country doctor who advised a lady to smoke tobacco to cure acid dyspepsia. She followed the prescription for over 30 years and at last accounts was not cured yet. In all seriousness we ask would any other remedy except a narcotic or stimulant be used with such persistency for anything like this length of time? Is it not apparent that such agents form a habit which is often worse than the disease, and yet fail to effect a cure? We appreciate the necessity for relief, and do not blame sufferers for availing themselves of any means for this purpose, but they should not be satisfied with relief only but should look about for such a system of medication as will rid them of the disease completely and permanently. If a week's or a month's exemption is a foretaste of heaven, how incomparable are the comforts and happiness to be derived from a lifetime immunity. Millions of dollars are annually spent upon the advice of physicians, in traveling expenses, and hotel bills, by sufferers from asthma, or tisic, in seeking a change of climate that will be advantageous. It is the last expedient of the doctor who is annoyed by the continued complaint of his unrelieved patient, and can only be made available by the wealthy. In some instances the change is beneficial, but to be effectually so a permanent change of residence is required. Most patients are unable or unwilling to do this. In some cases change only affords temporary relief. Be a tax returning after a few months. Even the wealthy dislike to take such chances. The less opulent cannot think of such methods. And hence are compelled to bear their sufferings as best they can. In the majority of instances, the change of climate is only an illusion, or only temporarily beneficial at best. We can tell them a better way, and if they are wise, they will follow it. Hey asthma, or hay fever, this affection, known also as hay katar, hay fever, or rose cold differs but little in its manifestations from choriza, or cold in the head, save in its inciting cause, and in its element of periodicity. In this latitude there are persons who, during summer or early fall, are invariably attacked with acute congestion or inflammation of the upper air passages, giving rise to sneezing, watery discharges from the nose and eyes, difficult respiration, fever, and general prostration. These symptoms are supposed to be induced by the inhalation of pollen or odors from grasses or flowers, which at that time are supposed to give off certain exhalations of an irritating character, unless arrested by medical treatment. The disease lasts until cool weather, or the occurrence of a hard frost rids the atmosphere of the exciting influence. Some feather beds give off an odor which excites all the aggravated symptoms of this disease. Thus it appears that certain emanations have the power of inciting these inflammatory conditions in certain sensitive constitutions. In all individuals suffering from this disease there is an oversensitiveness of the nervous system which admits of the appearance of such sudden and severe manifestations. Many cases suffering only mild symptoms for the first few seasons, annually become aggravated until severe spasmodic asthma is a regular and sometimes continuous complication, a case or two are on record in which the odor from the body of a horse so induced these symptoms that the individual could never ride or drive him, treatment, in mild cases, or when the attack first appears. The daily use of Drive Sage's guitar remedy fluid will neutralize and wash away the poisonous particles which have found lodgment in the nasal passages. The remedy is best applied with Drive Pierce's nasal douche. When the disease has existed the previous season it is necessary that the patient begin both constitutional and local treatment for or six weeks prior to an expected return of the disease. The nervous system should be strengthened, and the resistance of the patient to the irritating influence of these pollens and odors so increased that even though he may be exposed, no severe symptoms will follow. Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery will be found invaluable as an alterative, blood purifier, and nerve tonic, and should be taken regularly while Drive Sage's guitar remedy is being used locally for its antiseptic and curative properties. The action of the discovery is especially desired in cases that are so far advanced as to be attended with asthmatic symptoms, such as difficult breathing, headache, and a feeling of lassitude and prostration, in very obstinate or distressing cases our specialists have been able to prescribe and send, by mail or express, special courses of treatment which have proven so effective as to cure the disease permanently, so that it has not reappeared the following season, the treatment seems to have produced such an impression upon the system as to have fortified the individual against a return of the disease. In rare cases morbid growths in the upper air passages are of such a nature as in themselves to be a source of sufficient excitement to unbalance the nervous equilibrium so that the individual is thus rendered more susceptible to this disease. In such, or exceedingly obstinate cases a personal examination by our specialist is desirable, and often results in the use of such measures as give permanent relief. Testimonials If the following letters had been written by your best known and most esteemed neighbors they could be no more worthy of your confidence than they now are, coming, as they do, from well known, intelligent, and trustworthy citizens, who, in their several neighborhoods, enjoy the fullest confidence and respect of all who know them, out of thousands of similar letters received from former patrons, we have selected these few at random and have to regret that we can find room only for this comparatively small number in this volume. Bleeding from Lungs. Consumption World's Dispensary Medical Association. Buffalo. NY, gentlemen I wish to say to you that Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery saved my life and has made me a man, my home physician says I am good for 40 years yet. You will remember that my case was a case just between life and death, and all of my friends were sure it was a case of death until I commenced taking a second bottle of Golden Medical Discovery, when I was able to sit up and the cough was very much better, and the bleeding from my lungs stopped. And before I had taken six bottles of the Golden Medical Discovery, my cough ceased and I was a new man and ready for business. And now I feel that it is a duty that I owe to my fellow men to recommend to them the Golden Medical Discovery and Drive Sage's Guitar Remedy, which saved my life when doctors and all kinds of medicines failed to do me any good. I will send to you with this letter two of my photographs, one was taken a few weeks before I was taken down sick in bed, and the other was taken after I was well, Yours respectfully, CHHAR number No. 1622 2nd Avenue, Rock Island, Hill, severe chronic cough, Wilbur, Wilkes Company N. C. C Drive RV Pierce, 663 Main Street, Buffalo, and why, dear sir I cannot recommend your, golden medical discovery, too highly, I had a severe chronic cough and I began to use that medicine and took only one bottle. And I have not been sick a day since. When I began to use your golden medical discovery, my weight was 104 pounds. And now I weigh 125 pounds. Yours very truly, Mrs. Anna Parsons Spitting a blood, lung disease, World's Dispensary Medical Association, Buffalo, NY. Gentlemen I can gladly recommend Dr. Pierce's Golden Medical Discovery to all suffering from diseases for which you recommend it. In the summer of 1888 I took a severe cold, which settled on my lungs and chapters.